Well, hey guys, welcome to the Boning Soul Podcast. Thanks for joining me again. And um, well, you know what? I, I, I really do mean it. I keep saying that. I always say thanks for joining me every time. And it's not just like on some cursory words. I really do mean it. Um, you know, you guys join me every week. We're not a very big audience, but those of you that do listen, I greatly appreciate your feedback because I interact with you uh, guys on Instagram and things like that. So it really, really is appreciated. I do like that uh, we get to, uh, I feel like we get to spend time together uh, and, and you listen to me rambling about stuff in the beginning, which I'm doing now, and then hopefully I get some good guests for you. So um, <clears throat> so, so while I'm in your good graces here, of course, I want to, I, I don't do commercials very often, but I uh, just want to remind you guys that... Um, you know, I still have T-shirts out there uh, on the Teespring site. Now, I don't. I think Teespring might have changed their name to just Spring. I'm not sure. I get like weird emails from them. But um, if you go and click on my Instagram, you know when it says link in bio, everyone says link in bio. Click on that. There's a thing that says a link tree, which is kind of what it sounds like. It's a tree that has like links to all the different uh, platforms. So the YouTube channel, the podcast, um, which reminds me, I got to keep updating the latest ob podcast in the link tree thing I, I, I failed to do that but um, and then also um, yeah what did I say so uh, oh yeah so Teespring right um, well owning soul Teespring I, I you might have seen me wear the t-shirts on some of the YouTube videos I do uh, it's my only method of advertising so I apologize I don't I don't uh, I can't afford like the fancy you know models in like super super tight shirts you know to advertise my stuff so you're stuck with me on those videos and so I got long sleeve short sleeves I got a few designs once it's boning soul and the other one is uh, an arrow uh, both the other ones are just like an arrow one says um, uh, I fling arrows at food and the other one says pick a spot which is my favorite I love that t-shirt and, and long sleeve they're not expensive they're like $19.99 and like $21.99 although I think the, the long sleeve might I might actually change the price on that to a few bucks higher than that uh, just to kind of keep it with what other people are charging but I mean still pretty cheap and I think I think don't quote me on this I might I think I might have a thing in there if it's over 50 bucks to get free shipping or something where uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure but don't don't quote me on that I'll have to check but anyway um, go check that stuff out and also if you don't check out the uh, uh, the YouTube channel you really should um, you know I'm constantly posting videos on there of you know bow reviews gear reviews tips that kind of stuff um, Although the last several videos I've put out, I don't know if I'm on uh, YouTube's bad graces for some reason, but videos that I normally get anywhere from like easily like several hundred to like like multiple thousand views, um, the last four or five six videos I put out there are like a hundred views or less. It's it's weird, and they really ought to would would think they'd be getting a whole lot more views. I mean, I'm not trying to put myself up as like some video, uh, you know, an artist or whatever, but they, it should be getting a whole lot more than it is. And I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, any any last little bit of that helps you guys sharing all this stuff with your friends and hunting friends and social media, you know, outlets and stuff really, really helps. And I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And of course, I always say like in the YouTube videos, if you do the drop down, you know, where it says the description, right, the written part of what, hey, this video is about blah, blah, blah. Well, in there, I've got Amazon affiliate links. I know evil, evil Amazon, but hey, you know, we all got to make some some extra coin here. So um, in those links, I'll have links to products I either talk about or stuff that I use uh, or what I'm reviewing. But remember, if you click through any of those links, I don't care what the link is for. I could be talking about a seven, eight, nine hundred dollar bow or a generator or or whatever. You don't necessarily have to buy that. If you click that and you go and you're buying Amazon, and 90% of us shop on Amazon of some sort. Most of us have Amazon Prime. If you click through my link, any one of those links, just the fact that you got to Amazon through my link on my channel, I get I get some commission back for it. Now again, it tends to be pennies and it's getting less and less because Amazon is really, really tightening the screws on, on commissions and stuff even more. It's even or less rather uh, every year. So, but it, but, but it does help. And I always make the joke, like, I don't care whether you, you know, go through my link for a, you know, $900 bow and you end up buying, you know, a, 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 a six pack of Sharpies and, you know, in a 12 pack of like tube socks. Okay. I still get a commission for it and it's greatly appreciated. So, all right. So commercial over. All right. We're going to talk to a guy named a guy by the name of Josh Talker today. Um, Josh has uh, 
well, he's got his own YouTube channel. It's called Before the Echo. But he's also doing a lot of stuff for Dan Infault's channel, The Hunting Beast. And that's where I first saw him. I saw him I was, you know, scrolling through YouTube. And any, you know, picture or image or whatever, you know, that's like a long bow, a recurve, traditional bow, whatever that sits, I immediately, it's going to, I'm going to click on it. And then I'm going to put it in my watch, you know, in, in my watch list, um, in my queue. And um, this one, he was, uh, he was hog hunting. It was a hog hunting video. Uh, and it was down, I can't remember, it was, it was Tennessee or Kentucky right now. I'm sorry, I apologize. It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded, but uh, it was down south. And um, he, uh, well, he lives in Indiana, but he, he traveled to a friend's property. I think they did some public and stuff too, to hunt some hogs. And I A, I love hog hunting and B, you know, it's with a trad bow. And it was a really, really cool video. I mean, very cool video. And again, it's on the Hunting Beast uh, channel. If I remember, I will leave a link to it in the description uh, for uh, the in the show notes here for it. But um, yeah, I saw him shooting a Northern Mist Classic, and uh, he's got other uh, videos out there on his own channel where he's you know he was shooting a Stalker stick bow and a couple other things, and he's kind of jumped around. So. I reached out to him and I said, okay, I really want to talk about this hog hunt. I want to talk about your thoughts on traditional archery and, um, you know, mainly the, the, the Northern Miss bow and everything. So luckily enough, he, uh, he works from home. We were able to do this during the day. I didn't have to beg and plead someone to stay up till 10, 10, 11 o'clock at night, just so we, you know, we can sync our schedules to record. That was awesome. And we had a great conversation. Um, you know he, uh, he he's a, he's a really really avid hunter, very good hunter. He travels. Uh, he he does some out of state hunts and stuff too out west. Uh, he's mostly a whitetail guy. He is not a uh, a one bow guy, and we get to talking about that. Kind of like me, you know. It, it it'd be nice to be you know I'm just a one bow guy kind of thing, but he likes shooting different things, and I do too. And I mentioned to him that hey, you know, I'm kind of I've kind of got this 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 hankering for a uh, like a northern mist, like full-on hill-style bow. Okay, call it the Sam Koviak effect, um, whatever you want to call it. But um, you've heard me talk about how I don't like long bows, like longer bows. But I've never really given a fair chance to a hill-style bow. I've never actually shot a full-on, genuine, top-to-bottom hill-style bow. And I wanted to do that, and I wanted to do it giving it a fair chance just to get the actual experience so I can say yay or nay I like it I don't like it and I didn't want like I didn't want to go down the uh, you know well I want a bow but I, I wanted like a short like 60 inch long bow and you know it's kind of like a hill style bow no I wanted the full on hill experience I wanted a you know 66 inch straight grip uh, northern miss classic about 50 pounds ish or so at my, at my weight well guess what Josh's bow is 66 inch uh, 51 pounds at 27 inch. And I was like, oh, oh boy. Okay. So I talked, we, we were talking in, in the podcast, you'll, you'll see. And then I said, Hey, you know, uh, if you ever kind of decide that you might want to move on from that bow, cause he said he's getting a, a Northern Miss Barriga made. Um, and I said, well, because he wasn't sure if he was going to hold on to it long term or not. And I said, give me a call. I might be interested. You know, well, lo and behold, after basically this recording, like literally like that night or maybe the next day, I can't remember, but I think it was that night. He texts me and he says, yeah, you know, I might I might be interested in letting it go. And I'm like, oh, man, I knew this would happen. You know, I knew I knew that I was going to uh, have to cough up some more money. And I was like, OK, well, he made he made me a very, very good deal. Um, and guess what? I'm staring at this right now. I'm, I'm recording this intro like a couple weeks after we, we had, have actually recorded. And the bow just came yesterday and I've been shooting it last night. Um, and I'm about to go and go shoot it and kind of tune it a little bit for real after I've done literally this recording. And I'm probably going to go outside and do a video on it, my kind of initial thoughts on it. So um, my thoughts? Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not super crazy about the grip. It's not what I thought it would be. Um, the bow is beautiful. It's an absolutely beautiful bow. Um, I don't know what woods are in it uh, because it's not one of the fancier ones. You know, it's a Northern Miss Classic, exactly what I wanted. 66 inch, 27 uh, inch, uh, you know, 51 pounds of 27 and uh, <clears throat> straight grip. Well, the grip is a little like, it, it's not what I'm used to. I didn't realize that the grip, the, the, the part that like kind of goes like, shoves into your palm 
was so skinny there. I thought it would be a little bit wider. I'm used to a little bit wider. Now, obviously, it's not a locator grip or anything like that, but I thought it would just be a little bit wider to distribute the, the, the weight a little bit. This is like really digs into your palm. Um, and maybe you're going to say, well, you just got a man up. That's what a hill bow is. Okay, well, maybe. But again, I haven't really had a chance to shoot it much other than just kind of downstairs in my basement a little bit. So I'm going to go kind of ring it out today, and that's, that's kind of what I'm going to do. Um, maybe you know, in, in a different environment, maybe outside walking around with it, you know, just kind of being in my hand. Um, it's going to feel a little more natural because it com feels completely different than any bow I've ever shot. Um, the only, the closest one I can, I can, uh, uh, kind of compare it to as far as grip feel is the, uh, the 59 Kodiak that I had, even though that has a bit of a locator, it was, it was skinny in the palm. It was skinny in the palm. Um, and that one I had to, like I said, I had to, if you guys remember, I had to sand a little bit of a flat spot so it wouldn't rock in my hand. Well, I called Jason, and I said, Jason, I watched your videos, you know, and I've heard you talk about this a thousand times, but how do you hold this bow? How do you hold this bow? And he said, well, no, that's that's right. He said that it's kind of like if you uh, think about it, um, if if you had like a like an like an egg shape, the pointy side of the egg would be like into your into your palm. That's what it feels like. And I said, okay. I mean, uh, as long as my grip is the same as your grip and nothing's different, because um, I because I didn't custom order this. This was just a uh, you know a, a bow that I bought. So this one has like brown glass uh, on on the back and the belly. So it it doesn't have any of the fancy veneers or anything like that. Um, so anyway, I've got it braced up. It's it it seems to be shooting nice. I mean, don't get me wrong. I just have to gel with the grip, or maybe I won't. I don't know. I'm gonna spend some time with it, but it's sitting here, and I'm glad I'm going through the full hill experience. And I I just thought it was kind of funny that um, that I I was interviewing him, and the specs that I was looking for uh, to try out a Northern Miss Classic. He absolutely this was exactly what he had. So anyway, uh, more to come on this bow. More to come on this bow, and I'm gonna do like I said a video review on it and stuff. So well. I've kind of rambled on enough. Apologize for that. We're almost into 12 minutes here. So uh, without any further ado, uh, let's move on to our interview with Josh Talker. There we go. Okay, cool. Uh, you got me? You got you see it on your screen? Yeah, recording. So. Cool. All right. So Josh talker and you just literally walked me through how to say your last name so it doesn't yep. look like a talker but it's talker so i, I know i know i'm not screwed up this quick um thanks for uh thanks for joining me how you doing good good um springtime's here and the weather is nice after deer season i'm pretty well ready for uh, the warm weather to come and that's finally here <laughs> now you're in indiana correct yeah i live pretty much if you put a dot between indianapolis and louisville is where i live at Oh, right. Okay. So in the Southern kind of half. Yeah. Kinda yep, portion. South Central. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I guess, uh, you know, maybe just kind of tell us a little bit about your, um, about yourself too, kind of what kind of know where you live kind of, but I mean, like, what do you do for a living and, um, you know, just, just family, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I work for a, uh, animal, uh, nutrition company, um, that's based out of uh, Lex Lexington, Kentucky. Um, and I actually, um, uh, I got, I've been working from home for uh, the last uh, few years now, and I uh, before COVID, I traveled all around the world, and I would uh, help feed mills with uh, just different feed milling issues related to uh, mycotoxins in grain, which is kind of a technical term that uh, most listeners probably aren't going to know. But I used to travel all over the world, um, China, you know, South America, um, Southeast Asia, um, and now I do it all virtually. So um, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, it was a neat job before the family um, got to go to, I don't know, I've probably been to 15 to 20 different countries and, and see the world. Um, but now that I have um, a little one and um, all that, it's kind of nice just working from home virtually uh, with all that now. So, um, yeah, and I got a um, wife I've been married to, uh, I guess, going on eight years now. And she's also a bow hunter. Uh, she's killed kind of a pile of, of animals. She, she's a fair weather hunter, though. Um, she kind of only goes whenever it's nice out or, um, <laughs> or, you know, not cold is, is her preference. And right. then we have, we have a, uh, little boy named Huck who is, uh, what is he? 16 months old now. So, um, yep. That's kind of, kind of my background. And, and as far as <clears throat> hunting wise, I think I killed my first deer when I was nine years old and I'm 30 now. So Jeez. I have a, 
Yeah, I got quite a few uh, years of hunting under my experience or under, under my belt. And uh, I was I was a, a lucky one where um, you know my grandfather hunted, my grandpa hunted, my my uncles all hunted, and uh, it just kind of growing up wasn't really a, uh, any other any other way of, of doing things. It's kind of just um, what I've done my whole life. Um, just kind of the way it was. Yeah. 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 Did but, you yeah. Uh, always grow up with a bow in your hand, or or did you kind of? Yeah, do everything? I did. I did. I did. No, I, I did. I did everything. Um, my dad was really into hunting when I was younger, bow hunting, gun hunting. Uh, and my grandpa was a meat hunter who, uh, who literally hunted everything from, um, you know, coons, squirrels, all the way to, to, to deer. Um, he was, a, he was only a gun hunter. He never did, uh, uh, bow hunt there. I think there was a story where, um, back, this was probably in the sixties or seventies, he went hunting with his bow and missed, uh, missed two deer in one night and he, he, um, put it away and never, never picked it back up. So uh, my grandpa, my grandpa just used a, uh, an old 20 gauge, um, Remington 1100. And, uh, that's all the thing he, he, he used the same barrel and everything for deer to squirrels. And, um, my dad, he was the one that really got me into to bow hunting. He had a bow in my hand, um, you know, probably since I, I can, I can remember. Um, and, uh, yeah, from there just kind of grew, I've kind of taken it to, to another level, um, as far as, uh, you know, dad, dad was, uh, really into it when he was my age and now he's, he's, uh, not quite as into it as he used to be, but, um, um, yeah. So I just come from a, a family of hunters, kind of how I got started. <laughs> that, that, that's awesome. Um, and always from, have you always been from Southern Indiana or, uh, uh yeah. That... yeah. So <clears throat> I, I, I was born down here and then, uh, probably when I was around 12, I moved up to Northern Indiana and went to kind of high school years and college years up, up in Northern Indiana. And then I moved back down here to Southern Indiana um, okay. after I graduated college. So what got you into this, into this line of work that you do? Cause, um, we're not just talking about like deer feed kind of stuff. I mean, you're talking no, about like, no, livestock, no. right? I mean, you're talking yeah. about just, yeah. yeah. Anything from pet food all the way to, you know, um, fish food to yeah, poultry and dairy and swine mm. and everything else. Um, yeah, just kind of by chance. I uh, after college, I have a business degree and and a uh, marketing degree, and I I just kind of was looking for a job in Southern Indiana, and I got hooked up with a uh, a uh, lay an egg producer here in Southern Indiana, um, and started working from them and worked for them for a few years, actually five years I guess, um, in their feed milling department. Um, I was kind of a director of of feed quality there at that uh, at their their mills, and um, from there I got um, got this job with, with the company, um, that, uh, I love my old job, but just this one will had a little better, uh, benefits for being a hunter, you know, being able to work from home, more time off this and that. So, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like I have a, uh, a special degree in agriculture or my dad was a, in agriculture or anything like that. It just was, a uh, looking for a job in a certain place and they were the first people to, to hire me. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And he just kind of learned. Yeah. So you applied what you, which went to school for, and then you kind of mm -hmm. learned the rest, which is, I guess, pretty much the best way to do it, I suppose, you know, right. I mean, the jobs right. people end up with, it's, 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 it's kind of funny, you know, I mean, that's, that's yeah. kind of how it goes. So, um, so this affords you a lot of time. It seems like to be able to, I don't know if you can, is it fair to say you can set your own schedule or just be close enough to home to kind of hunt like quickly? I mean, how far away do you have to go to, uh, to, to get to your hunting spots? Yeah, so like in, in southern Indiana, we we're surrounded by the Hoosier National Forest, um, which so I can pretty much, you know, come out my back back door here, and I got hunting spots all all around me. Mm. Um, and then working from home, obviously, I mean, I have to get ready to uh, you know to a certain extent, but you know, I'm not I don't have a travel time or, or this and that. And my boss actually lives in the UK, so they're um, you know they're like five hours ahead of us. So I can get up early and, and they're already at work in the UK and I'm kind of, uh, can be on the same schedule as them or whatever I want to do, you know, as long as there's nothing going on, um, in the late afternoons, I can get out and go hunting. Um, hmm. so yeah, yeah, it's, um, I'm pretty lucky. I kind of lucked into this job and, and pretty blessed to have it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's, uh, <laughs> you can't complain about that. No. Now, um, has, uh, has having a new, uh, a relatively new kid kind of changed, changed all that? Or, uh, what do you guys like to do? Cause you said your wife hunts too. So do you guys like kind of yeah. take turns or have you, have you both kind of taken a hit? Like as far as, uh, not being able to get out as much? 
Well, if I'm being honest, my wife's probably taking more of a hit than, than I have on as far yeah. as how much we go. We go and and and, and uh, she just hunt, hunts because I, you know, I like for her to go with me every now and again. Is um, she kind of, um, you know, goes to, to spend time uh, together, um, which is again, I'm I'm pretty blessed to have her as a, as a wife as well. It's pretty understanding of my uh, my passion of uh, and my addiction of, of hunting, um, but yeah, we. Uh, I, obviously having a, a a little one changes your your world and uh it's uh yeah it makes you makes you think twice about going on that hunting trip or, or your, how, how much time you spend in the woods because uh especially now that he's getting a little older and he's he's realizing when you're gone or um yeah uh, you know it, it does make you make you try to put priorities uh, where they need to be you know and i and i i'm sure i could do a better job at that and i, I uh kind of a learning experience and and as you go um, in life, you know, you, you straighten things out. Um, but yeah, for sure. It, it changes your perspective on life and, and what's important to you. No, I, I agree. Um, you know, I, my, my old job as of like last year, um, you know, I had to travel a lot for that, not internationally, but certainly, I mean, I was gone a lot, you know, so, and she's, she's, she's eight and a half now. Um, yeah. but yeah, you realize, you know, you like with all the time that, you know, your home and you've spent, you know, with them and all that stuff, you still realize it's like, wow, I've been gone for almost half her life. You know, it, it doesn't seem yeah. that way because you're not home because you're always on the phone with them or video or whatever. But still, you, you realize like how much, um, you know, you, you, you kind of miss out on that. So being yeah. home, um, you know, I've got a different job now. That's it's it's a totally uh, it's a weird experience, not weird and weird in a good way. You know what I mean? Right. But right. When you reflect back, you're like, oh, man, that's uh, that, that's quite a bit. So, um, you know, and of course, I'd, I'd like to in the future kind of get her out you know with me you know maybe turn her into a hunting partner she's not she's not quite that interested so and if she right. doesn't that's fine you know what i mean i'm not i'm not going to push the issue but it's um it's certainly a different uh different dynamic so that that's definitely cool um okay so let's get to um so you you pretty much grew up with it you know what was the first bow that, that you had yeah um, do you remember do you remember that i mean what, what oh, did, yeah. you, did you recall on on squirrels and birds and stuff I'm a, uh, yeah, I'm a kind of a gear junkie, um, at heart. And I, yeah, I can remember it was a, um, it was a, is it a, is it a force? I think is what it was called. Um, it was a compound bow. Um, I had before that I had, you know, little, like if you want to call them toys or, mm-hmm. um, kind of those little, little fiberglass, uh, recurve bows and long bows that, um, who knows what I did with those in the past. And, and, um, I don't think, I don't ever recall ever killing anything with, with something, something like that, uh, you know, on an accident or anything. Um, but yeah, my, uh, I can't remember. I think I was 10 years old and my dad got my first actual, like a compound bow and it was a, I think it was called a, a forge forge, maybe or okay. a, a force, man. I can't believe I can't remember that. The name I could see the bow plain as day, but anyway, yeah. And I had the smorgasbord of arrows and different types of broadheads and, um, uh, that year, I think I killed my first deer. Uh, I got it. I got it for Christmas when I was ten, and then when I uh, the when I turned eleven, I, I shot my first deer um, with with my cousin, which is a it's a, a pretty funny story. My cousin's also a big hunter, and he used to drag me around hunting. And uh, I had a uh, um, I got a I got a Summit Viper uh, climber that year for Christmas as well. And I'm taking keep in mind I'm a I'm a ten year old kid, and and <laughs> using a climber is not the easiest thing for me. I, I got the job done, but. Uh, they're not uh, small, you know. No, they're not. And uh, I, those, it was a still one, you know. It wasn't nothing was aluminum back then. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know how much it weighed, 30 or 35 pounds. But anyways, Probably half your weight, uh, yeah. Yeah, and my, uh, my uh, I, I, can, I can remember my cousin, I, I was walking with it on my bag, making all kinds of, of noise probably. And my cousin ended up having to carry uh, my, and he, he's quite a bit older than me. And he, uh, he ended up having to carry it for me. And so he was carrying two summit climbers. And then, and then his bow and, and we went and set it up the evening before, um, cause we we're going to go to hunt, hunt the next morning. And, and, um, and we, he's, you know, he kept asking me, Hey, uh, can you remember where this is now? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, around the corner here and it's just to the left. And, and, uh, he's like, all right, now he's like, I'm going to be over here. And, um, so the next morning we got up and, and I was, I was walking out there to that, that, uh, um, the spot in the dark, you know, and I, walked around, walked around and I couldn't find that, uh, that climber and it finally got light, still couldn't find it. So I ended up uh, walking over to where, uh, he was hunting, which was probably 
15 minutes after daylight, you know, as, as a, the, the best time to be hunting in the mornings. And yeah. I had to, had, he had to get down and then um, take me over to it. And I just hadn't walked far enough pretty much. Um, so nonetheless, the, that next, uh, that, that, that evening, um, I, I, I did walk to the, my stand and made it there and, and climbed up the tree and ended up, uh, um, I ended up shooting a doe fawn, um, with, with that bow my dad got me. And then, uh, they, I probably wasn't in the stand for 20 minutes when I shot her and I got, I climbed down and I, I actually spined her. I remember spining her and had to, had to shoot her again, um, which happens, um, but I climbed down and went and got my cousin again. And my, my cousin was, I could see he was like frustrated with me as I was walking, <laughs> walking to him again. Like he's thinking, my God, did he can't, can't find his stand again. And, uh, he, and I said, you know, I, I think I got one. And I, and he goes, you think you got one? I said, well, I know I got one. I, I he said, it's laying there by my, my tree stand. And then he was happy, you know? Um, so yeah, that was the first, first time I, I shot something with a bow, I guess when I was, um, um, I don't know how many years ago that was now, 20 years ago. Um, yeah. so yeah, that, that little bow was good. And, and the funny thing about that story, my dad was, a they used to have these mechanical broadheads and I can't remember the names of them, but, um, the point would like push in and the blades would pop out when the point was pushed in. Okay. And, uh, my dad used those and I had those on my bow, which, uh, you know, we didn't know much about archery back then or, or, or penetration and that, which is, a, it was a horrible broadhead to be shooting with that bow. Yeah. Um, but my cousin didn't, he had never seen mechanical broadheads before. And on the way to the, that spot we were hunting, he noticed I had those broadheads in and, and, and they looked like, they almost looked like field points without the, uh, the blades expanded. And my cousin actually cut the, um, cut the, uh, rubber band on the broadhead so that the blades would stick out because he didn't realize he thought that's what you had to do with them. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So I was shooting mechanicals that were already pre-deployed oh, out of a, I think it was like a 40 pound bow. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, it's, it, it, uh, it ended up working. I wouldn't suggest that at all, but, uh, yeah. back, back when you don't know what you're doing and you're just out there trying to have fun. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty funny. But, uh, anyway, yeah, that's kind of the story of, of my first deer and, and the first, first bow I had. Um, so yeah. So, um, so, so then you mentioned yourself as pretty much a gear junkie then. So when did, um, I guess, you know, going down the rabbit hole of like tuning and, yeah. uh, you know, arrow flight and that kind of stuff. I mean, or, or at least, you know, any other gear, like when, when did that kind of, kind of spark in you? Like, I mean, uh, yeah. So I would say probably like 2016 ish, uh, 2017, I, I started sh- shooting a traditional bow in 2015. I had a, and I bought a uh, Hoyt Buffalo from a local guy here off of uh, Craigslist. Yeah. And it came with um, some arrows that were probably overspined for that uh, that bow. Um, but I really didn't, you know, I, I shot them okay. Um, they were, I just had 125 grain. I shot them with a Muzzy Phantom, actually, the the, the broadhead I used. Right. Uh, that year was a Muzzy, Muzzy Phantom. But I didn't have any weight up front. It was just a, a standard aluminum insert. Um, I don't know how much, I don't even, I can't even recall. I have one of the arrows still that, that I shot my first deer with, uh, with my, my recurve bow, but oh, cool. I, don't, I don't even know what the, those arrows would have weighed, but they, they would have been pretty light and I, and they would have been, uh, um, kind of stiff for that, that bow. But, um, nonetheless, the next year I kind of got into, uh, um, uh, the gritty Bowman. I don't know if you remember that podcast mm-hmm. where it was Aaron Snyder and Brian Cole. I kind of got into that podcast because I was going out West elk hunting and that's kind of when I went down the rabbit hole of, of, uh, of tuning and, and, um, yeah, the, the, uh, the mess you can get in with that and all the different opinions and, and ways of going about it. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know, pr- pr- pretty soon you're like looking at, um, $450 boots and yeah. comparing <laughs> the, compa- <laughs> comparing the, the ounces of, uh, this type of, um, uh, stove versus another type of yeah. stove. And you know what I mean? And then luckily oh, yeah. I, I didn't have the finances to, to actually like right. do all that, but then like you're pretty far down that rabbit hole and you look back in a lot, like past, I don't know, weeks, months, whatever. And then you're like, what in the hell am I doing? I hunt deer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I know yeah. you're going out West, but like, I'm not going to buy like scarpas and you know, whatever boots and <laughs> shit like yeah. that. But that, I think what you're saying is, is pretty typical, not well, typical, maybe like it's common for, um, a lot of people, like when that whole, like 
podcasting kind of blew up, you know, especially with like the Gritty Bone, because I was one of the first really um, that got like super crazy popular. And then guys were like, you know, doing doing the Aaron Snyder thing. And then, you know, you you get caught up in that. And then you're like, wait a minute, I'm not Aaron Snyder. (laughs) Right. Right. uh, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, there's there's a lot of good information out there and you can learn a lot from from oh, absolutely. Uh, those types of things. You just got to be careful. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. um, you could spend your life's fortune on some of this stuff. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And when yeah, we're out I, here, I shoot, don't need a thousand dollar tent. Yeah. Right. Right. Especially when you're just out here chasing whitetails around the Midwest. Right. Um, but it's something to pay attention to. And, and, um, you know, I kind of have my, um, not my opinions, but just what, what I feel like works good for me and, and, um, you know, as far as, you know, pounds of, uh, on my, you know, what I like to shoot and, and then arrow weight and all that kind of stuff. And, and sure. once you kind of get that grooved, you know, you can, um, you know, you can pretty well know what your setup needs to be every year and helps you save a little money. Um, right. Right. So you were, um, so that, so then you were heading on a, on an elk trip then, right? You said, uh, going yep. out west. Yep. 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 And yeah, this is that's, for the 2016 season or 15 season. That would have been 16. 16. Okay. Yep. Yep. And oh, I was still, I, I, I brought a compound on that that uh, that hunt. And yep. um, yeah, that was a that was a good experience and a uh, really fun time. Um, I've been out there a few times now since then. Um, the first first one was definitely the most enjoyable though. And we ended up going to Colorado just over the counter elk hunting. Right. Mm-hmm. How did that, uh, how did that turn out? Were you successful at all or? Oh yeah, you could say that. I, I, I was <laughs> successful at, uh, we, we, it, it was a, uh, so I got in actually really good shape that year. Uh, probably the best shape I've ever been in my life for that hunt. And, um, and of course I've been listening to Aaron Schneider talk about elk hunting. And, and, uh, so I, I picked out this spot on, on a map in Colorado and, um, kind of thought it was about three miles in by kind of my, uh, this was, I wasn't even using Onyx at the time. I'm um, just yeah. kind of by my guesstimation of how far, far it was. And a friend of mine was going with me. He wasn't going to bow hunt. He was just kind of tagging along just so I'd have someone with me just kind of for the adventure. And, uh, we got there and we started walking and, and he was kind of struggling. Um, and we probably got, uh, I don't know, four miles in and we weren't even you know, we were just halfway there where, where I wanted to go. Um, so, uh, we didn't make it all the way in that night and we were going to be there for seven days. And, um, so we ended up camping that night and, and, uh, we walked a couple more miles in the morning. Um, finally got our camp set up that morning. The, the, if you want to call it the, the first day, uh, hunting, got our camp set up. And then that evening, uh, we made our way to the top of this mountain or there, there was this basin I, I wanted to look at. And, um, if you can kind of imagine the top of the mountain, uh, I was sitting on one side and my buddy was sitting on the other and, and we just thought, well, we'll set up here in glass, you know, and listen. And, and I don't know, 10 minutes probably went by and he, he climbs over the, the top of the mountain and, and yells at me. He goes, man, I, I think I hear one. And, uh, and I was like, well, I don't, I don't hear anything. I didn't hear anything kind of, uh, halfway ignoring him, you know? And he goes, come over here. And I walked over there and sure enough, well, I got on the other side of the, the mountain there and you could hear a, 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 you know, a bugle let out. And, uh, so I'd been elk hunting for a total of 30 minutes and we'd heard our first bugle. And so we ran huh. down we, and we didn't know what we were doing at all. We ran down the mountain, uh, to, to the, uh, you know, to that area where we heard the bugle and we were kind of sitting there and all of a sudden here comes a herd of, herd of uh, elk. And, uh, there's a big six by six herd bull with a, you know, a hand, like a, a you know, I don't know, probably between five and 10 cows. And then his herd bull was pushing around this little satellite bull. And every now and again, that satellite bull would get a little closer to us when it would get pushed out of the herd. And, uh, and finally it got, uh, it got pushed out to, uh, about 50 yards from me. And I kind of made, I had made up my mind that I was just going to shoot the very first illegal bull. I, I saw, right. even though there was a significantly bigger elk in, uh, you know, probably 200 yards from me. Uh, but anyways, he came into about 50 yards and I hit him square in the shoulder and, Ooh. um, yeah. And, and we couldn't find any blood and, um, you know, no, no hair, even nothing. I mean, the, the arrow, we actually didn't ever found the arrow either, but as the bull was running away, you could just, you could see the, the arrow had, had not gotten any penetration. Probably just the broadhead was into his shoulder there. And, right. Uh, yeah, we spent the next day kind of looking around for him and, and didn't end up finding him. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, that was my first hour of elk hunting. So that <laughs> I had a pretty good experience the, yeah, the first time out. Yep. And then uh, the the bad part was is that I guess that in my head there I thought, oh, this is easy. You know, they're kind of running around everywhere. And I actually passed up a couple cows that trip, just kind of thinking. Um, you know, I had, I had high expectations in my mind then and, and didn't end up, I, you know, I had a nine of them walk by me at 20 yards yeah. um, and, I, and I was waiting on a bull. You're like, uh, I got this uh, <laughs> and I should have, one an hour. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And I should have, uh, I probably should have got one of those because, uh, that was yeah. been by far my, my best opportunity since, but I've been a few times and always got into the elk just, um, you know, especially now that I've, I've I, I, you know, I take a, took my longbow with me. Um, right. The last couple times, <laughs> gotta get a little closer, but right, um, right. But yeah, um, I I would encourage if anybody wants to go out there, uh, you know, I hear a lot of people say they want to go uh, out west at some point in their life. Yeah, they de- definitely definitely go. Um, it can be pretty affordable, really, if you can uh, do some research and do it on on your own. Yeah, I was just going to ask you actually because you said you were camping out there, right? Have you have yeah. you done that the whole time, or or yeah. have you done like um you know stay in stay in a hotel, motel, whatever, and just kind of no. drive out kind of thing? No, not on a not on a western hunt. I've done some elk, or some whitetail hunts, right? Uh, where I just in a motel just because of the time of year. But um, right, no, we've always just uh, hauled around or stuff on our back and uh, kind of did that, uh, which is fun. It, it's a uh, makes you appreciate uh, when you get to get off the mountain and get a shower and stuff, but uh, definitely a, a cheap way of going as long as you don't go crazy on gear, obviously. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 So is that a yearly thing that you do now or is it uh, just. Uh, it was for yeah. three years and I didn't, I didn't go this year because of uh, we, we had the little one and stuff. My, um, <clears throat> but, but uh, yeah, the, 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 every year prior to that, I always went out West. Right. Right. Yep. Same. Yeah. Same color. So have you, have you hunted, um, is it always for elk or have you done other stuff like antelope, bear or any, any yeah, of that kind of stuff? Yeah, just elk and mule deer. Um, elk and mule deer, okay. Yeah, and we always buy a, a bear tag too, but it's because I think now the bear tag in Colorado is only 100 bucks um, for the fall tag. We oh, just, okay. Um, that, that first couple of years I was there, we saw quite a few bears and I didn't have a tag. I didn't buy a tag and it's kind of we always decided to just go ahead and buy one. Right, uh, right. While you're out there, but... So then let's talk about your evolution then from, uh, what, once you got in, as far as a like gear wise from, yeah. um, you got that Hoyt Buffalo, you said, right. For your, for your yeah. first one. And then, yeah. and then, uh, what, what'd you think of that bow? That was kind of like the in between, I guess, between, uh, Oh, what was it? The, like was game, it the master game, game master. The yep. Yep. And that and the yeah. Satori. So what'd you think of that? Cause I've, I've oh, shot yeah. that bow. I've never picked up a Satori. Um, but I've, I've kind of shot, you know, just, just people's bows here and there for the, the Buffalo and it's, it was a lot heavier than I expected, you know, what yeah. did you think of that? Yeah. And I honestly, um, I didn't know any different at the time. It, it shot fine. There was nothing, nothing wrong with that, with it at all. Um, I just quickly learned that the, the metal riser thing wasn't really my thing, uh, per right. se. Um, but no, it's, it's a good bow. There's nothing wrong, wrong with it. I think it was, it was a 55 pound bow at 28 inches, which is, it's my draw. Um, but it was a good, it was a great starter, bro. I mean, it was, uh, you know, all I could ask for at the time. And, and, you know, you know, when I first picked up a traditional bow, it was because of, you know, I saw Fred Eichler on TV when I was little and stuff. And, you know, kind of always had that, um, he was like the only traditional guy really. Um, um, you saw publicly or not publicly, but whatever you want to say on the outdoor channel and, and this and that. So, um, it was kind of one of those things where you just, um, Hey, Fred shoots it. It must be okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, did you, it was it just cause you like the look of wood better? Is that kind of like an aesthetics kind of thing or just, yeah, uh, and it, it just did, didn't work for you some other way? No, it was, uh, it was more, it's probably more or less as I'm, I'm a, I started going to all these traditional shoots, you know, the Comptons and ETAR and, um tennessee classic and all that stuff and and you, right. you you see all those you know awesome um awesome custom-made bows and stuff and just had to have one and and um i bought a uh, that next year from uh, we went to etar and i bought a stalker off of south cox yeah and um shot that bow for um, a couple years and then bought a um i wanted to go to a long bow and a friend of mine he lives here in north vernon alan clark um he shot a, a big Jim Buffalo and I really, really liked that bow. Um, but the wait time on one of those was like 14 months long. And, um, 
I got a hold of Big Jim, um, and he had a Thunder Child uh, that was new, and he just had made it, and it was happened to be in the specs I wanted and everything. So I bought a Thunder Child off of him, which is a um, it's like a hybrid longbow, and they're yeah. they're, they're a little shorter, um, kind of nice. Um, I was say it's kind of a, a a difference between your um, Buffalo. And your stalker, I don't actually, I don't know how, how long the stalker was, but it's 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 quite a different, uh, yeah. completely style, of, different style of bow because it's it's more of a, you know, a reflex deflex, you know, pretty kind of V shaped bow compared to well, not right. So right, right, yeah, and I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I shot that whole that uh, that uh, when I say the buffalo, uh, it was a it was a the big Jim buffalo, not the Hoyt buffalo. But right, the, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah the um, the Thunder Child just um you know it's a it was a beautiful looking bow and and uh i shot it and it just i just fell in love with it and had to have it and i'd actually whenever i was at etar i'd shot something very similar to that bow uh a striker um classic i think it's what it's called it's okay one- yep. yeah and i liked it and it kind of reminded me of that and um so yeah and I, I got a hold of that bow and i've been shooting it ever since and then oh, just uh whatever right before this pick on I, I got a hold of a northern mist classic um, which is an, again a whole different type of bow. <laughs> I'm totally. just kind of a gear, a gear junkie and want to try it all and kind of find my perfect perfect uh, setup, you know. Right. Um, so 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 have you um, held on to those other ones, or do you just kind of are you like a like a like yeah. a one bow guy like oh you know while you have it kind of thing or or did, yeah. did you hold on to them? No, I still have. I guess I still have the the Thunder Child and the. Um, can you hear my son? Crying. that's okay yeah not, not a I'm big sorry deal. um hey, hey by have, the way if, if we if we ever need to stop uh temporarily you're, you're welcome to let me to uh, that. I'm, okay let me just run and make sure his he's watching the show and make sure it didn't sh- turn, turn sure. off or yeah. something. i'll be yep. back in just two minutes yep can you hear me yeah i'm here okay i got a show <laughs> you got you got some entertainment so, going yeah see how long it lasts but anyway sorry no, that's okay. I, I, I get it. Don't, don't, don't apologize to me. Um, yeah. So, uh, where were we? We were, you were talking about, oh, like, uh, whether oh, a one, one bow guy, one not one. a one bow guy. <clears throat> yeah. N- no, I, uh, I'm probably, I wouldn't consider myself a one bow guy. I'm, I'm pretty open to, to switching whenever I feel like it. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't have that stalker anymore. I end up selling that and, uh, um, I don't. I don't have the buffalo anymore. I, I guess uh, either. Um, I just got that thunder child and the um, um, and the northern mist. So uh, no, I don't get too attached to them. I can I can get rid of them. It's going to be hard for me to get rid of that thunder child, but um, yeah. So so you're so you're you're a big you're a pretty big fan. I've never shot one of those. Um, so I guess it doesn't matter for you whether it's you know recurve longbow. Um, it's just it's just about feel and not necessarily about like the style of limb, right? I mean, or you know at least as far as those distinctions right. go. Right. No, not necessarily. I mean, I, I think if you had to hold a gun to my head and I could only use one bow for the rest of my life, it'd be a it'd be a, some type of a longbow. Right. Uh, and uh, I don't can't really tell you why I'm not a. Uh, Oh, you know, I'm not a, uh, a, a longbow snob or anything like that. I just like them. You know, I just, mm-hmm. they feel good to me and, and, uh, the simplicity of them and everything's pretty cool. Right. Right. So, um, so you said you shot the stalker for, for a little while, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you ended up, you ended up selling that one. Now, is there anything you didn't like about, about that bow in particular, or it just didn't fit you or, or what? No, it's nothing I didn't like about it. it. It shot well and everything. And, um, I just uh, I wanted to try longbow more or less, and uh, oh, okay. yeah, and at, at the time, you know, it's hard to own uh, too many twelve hundred dollar bows. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, <laughs> yeah. It's uh yeah, so yeah, out with the kind of out with the old and in with the new kind of thing. Okay. Uh, yep. So I'm sure there's sometimes like now in, in my life, I kind of wish I wouldn't have sold some of them, but um, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, I think that's a common common thing yeah. with everybody. You know, you always wish like, man, what if I, I, I you yeah. know, you get you get you get in the mood like, you know, I really could shoot such and such, you know, today. I feel like shooting now. I wonder what that feels like. But then you know, yeah. like you sold it for a reason, you know, whether it just didn't jive with you or or, or right. you know something about it. You know what I mean? Right. And you keep going back and you're like, eh, no. So you made the right decision. But yeah, that's cool. Right. So then, um, so then you, uh, 
I guess, got the bow that I first saw your video. And I actually, I, I just started watching your channel, by the way, which we're going to get to that, um, called, uh, was is it Before the Echo? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I guess, my personal channel. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, do you, ha do you have more? Or? Well, I, I all my hunts will be on the Hunt and Beast channels from uh, with Danny and Fault. Oh, um, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yep. from now yep. on. Yep. But uh, you, yeah, there's probably, you know, I, I, uh, you could go over and follow my, my uh, Before the Echo uh, but yep. there probably won't be much activity on it other than maybe some gear stuff in the future or something. But um, anyway, yeah. Yeah, because I saw you had a bunch of gear reviews on there. Um, yeah. You know, some, some you know, I saw that there was there was one like Doe Hunt or whatever that uh, yeah. with, with the stalker and stuff like that, uh -huh. you know, some like, good stuff. Um, and then I saw recently, I think it was on the Hunting Beast um, uh -huh. one where uh, you went, I can't remember where you went, but you were, you were pig hunting. You were yeah. hog hunting. Mm -hmm. And, uh, with, with, with another, uh, with another friend of yours. And yep. that was like, it was exciting. It was exciting to watch. Cause I mean, mm -hmm. um, but anyway, t t tell, tell a little bit about it and, and, and I'll, and I'll kind of come back to why, why I thought it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I, uh, so this, uh, deer season, I hunt down in Kentucky every year, um, during September and I was down there and I met a guy, um, from Georgia that was up here up in Kentucky hunting and got to know him and we ended up hunting together uh that week while i was down there and um and uh i don't know i just got to this, this winter here i was got got to thinking about oh man I'm, I'm you know ready to go chase something around the woods again with my bow and um uh saw uh, well uh, jason samkoviak of the traditional bow hunter wilderness podcast he's always down there hunting down in georgia hunting pigs never heard and of I'd, him I'm just oh, kidding. yeah i bet <laughs> and i uh um I thought to myself, man, that'd be, you know, that'd be fun. Something to go do right now. Um, yeah. kind of in between turkey season and deer season. And, and it's actually uh, down there now as we're recording yeah. this, by the way. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, talked to him a little bit and then ended up, I, I kind of remembered, I'm like, Oh yeah, Jordan, my buddy, he's from Georgia and I got a hold of him and he's like, Oh my gosh, yeah, come down and hunt them. They're, you know, they're kind of, there's quite a few of them down in his area. And, um, so I took a couple days off work and got the approval from the wife and went down there, um, left on a, whatever, a Thursday and we hunted, uh, Friday and Saturday and, um, I came home. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, I was down on the border of Georgia and South Carolina pretty much. And we hunted public land the first day and we actually got into some hogs and Jordan's a big turkey hunter. My, my buddy lives down there. And he he has a YouTube channel called Close Proximity TV, and he actually is bow hunting only turkeys. Um, pretty cool channel. Yeah, uh, I, I watched that one too. Yep. And he uh, um, he was on the phone with one of his turkey hunting buddies that makes turkey calls for him, and they were blowing turkey calls back and forth trying to find a certain sound of turkey or something. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a turkey hunting nut, but he he is for sure. And, uh, he mentioned, he goes, oh yeah, I'm, I'm hog hunting this, this weekend, this weekend. And the guy was like, oh man, I guess he goes, go to my farm. Um, we have them thick there right now. It's, he said, it's bad. And he was running, I guess he was running some cell cameras, uh, down there on his farm and kept, you know, they were, he was getting them on cell camera. So right. we ended up going over to his farm and that's where we, we, uh, got into all those hogs. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was a good time. So that was just like a quick kind of weekend trip, it seems like. Yeah, right? I mean, you basically was. got there and, um, yeah. So of course I was scrolling through, and well, I watch hunting bee stuff anyway, and I, I can't remember if the thumbnail had you with your longbow or not. I'm like, because because that's mm -hmm. kind of like one of the the trigger things for me. It's like, oh, okay, right. cool. I'm gonna click right. on this, right? <laughs> just because I try to absorb any traditional content that I can, obviously. Yeah. So um, I started watching that, and man, um, you you're. Uh, when, when you were, okay, so, so for those, for people listening, right, it's not mm -hmm. like a crazy, uh, you know, lots of whack and stack kind of stuff going on, mm -hmm. but, but the, I guess the stocks that you went on, there was a, there mm -hmm. was a couple stocks that you were going on and mm -hmm. just the anticipation, um, kind of put me on like pins and needles. Like I was oh, like, yeah. cause, cause it's from the perspective of your buddy who's filming you, who's, who's behind you, right? Like, yeah. I don't know how many yards behind you. Right. And then he's. And I don't know whether he's, um, uh, I've watched his stuff, but not a ton, but I don't know whether he's like a, a traditional guy or not, but he's like, take it, take it, take no. a shot. Here's your shot. Take your shot. Take it. And I'm like, just, I'm like, leave him alone, man. Leave him alone. He knows when he can shoot. And he's like, take it, take the shot. Here's your yeah. chance. Here's your chance, Josh. Here's your chance. And I'm like, shut yeah. no fast. Shut up. Let him do it. You know? No, so, no, he's never hung with me. It was so bro. exciting though. It was, I was getting a kick out. I don't know if you could see me smiling, but 
yeah. we got to like we got to like 20 yards you know and he's like you can't shoot him from there you know i don't know and i said and then i kind of like we gotta get closer <laughs> like I, I, yeah i like to be 15 if, I, if i'm you know if i'm 15 i'd like to be 10 you yep, know yep, but yep. uh oh it worked out and uh yeah that i i got on that that stock on that sow and i don't know what happened it was like a i don't know 18 yards and and I, everything felt good i don't know if i in the video it almost sounds like i hit something like it was kind of a whack like a well, like in the a video knock. i thought you connected with the, the first shot you did right i it, it sounded like you actually connected with um the, the pig because you couldn't yeah. really see the pig from that from at least the camera's point of view right. you know what i mean uh, it was kind of behind right. some some deadfall and stuff so i'm like oh he got him you know or her or whatever and then yeah. and then you didn't but then yeah so keep going yeah and, and uh i i something we never did find that arrow either i don't know what i don't know what happened um anyway i missed and then it kind of the the pig kind of um kind of jumped a, a a few i don't know a few yards and i i took another shot and it ricocheted off of who knows what in there and right went on um anyway so uh that pig took off and went around so and, and keep in mind the the water levels were really high down there they got a bunch of rain so there was only so many places the pigs could be because everything was flooded Right. Um, so it, it kind of circled around, but we had a, uh, some flooding to our advantage because if the way she went, she could only go so far until she hit a, a really flooded swamp. Um, so we knew they, they went and went far if they went that way, which is the way she went. So, so we, we circled around and as we were circling, circling around to get back in front of her, um, and, and by the way, pigs cannot see very well at all. Um, if you can be still and keep just a little bit of cover in between you and it, they, they really can't see you. Yeah. Um, and uh, plus their heads are, are always down and they're always rooting around. So they're making quite a bit of noise uh, just around them there. Um, so you can get away with a lot more than what I thought you'd be able to, uh, but they can smell very well. If you, if they, if they get downwind from you at all, um, you know, they're going to, they're going to spook. But anyways, right. we, we, so we circle back around to get back, get our wind right and everything with that hog. And on the way there, uh, as we were circling around a big boar, we saw a big boar, a big white boar. And you can actually see that boar in the video. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And we were going to go after that white boar. He was walking away from us when we first saw him. And um, we were going to go after him. And then Jordan kind of whispers to me, hey, here's a hog right here. And that happened to be that same hog that I had missed the in, earlier in the video. Mm -hmm. And he's like, let's just go after this one um, because it was actually coming to us. Um, the boar was going away from us. So we kind of just, we, we kind of hopped over um, to get in a little better position. And that's when I shot her and made a really good shot on her. And she, they kind of, you know, they, they squealed. She squealed whenever I shot her, um, made all that, that racket kind of, and went over and, and expired. And during all that commotion, that boar must have heard that, and he beelined to us. But the problem was he was, you know, he was pretty much coming straight downwind from us. And he, he got within bow range for sure, but... He, he was he was facing me and um, just spooked right away once he got so close and uh, but man I'd, I'd like to have gotten him he was a, a really uh, big white beautiful you know, big boar big old, big old tusk on him and stuff but uh, yeah. nonetheless uh, I got that like ended up getting that sow and and uh, we we, uh, we butchered her and cleaned her or, or you know and took care of her right there in the swamp and and, and then hauled her hauled her out so yeah uh, yeah 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 it was fun. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was exciting. It was so exciting to watch, but mostly because of the, yeah. um, there was there was quite a bit of, um, uh, I guess I don't want to say well, I don't want to say like dead time or whatever. There's there's a lot like you're behind your shoulder, and yeah. you're waiting for the shot, and of course your buddy's kind of urging you on like take the shot, take yeah. the shot, take the shot. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's all kind of building in anticipation, and I'm, and I'm and I'm sitting there like. I wish I could see better, you know, what, what, what's his angle right. there, you know, kind of thing. But, um, yeah, it was cause yeah. Cause, cause I, I mean, I've, I've gone hog hunting and stuff and it's, it's, it's so much fun. Is, uh, is that, is that something you've done before, um, hunting? Nope, hunting that's pigs or? No, that was my first, uh, that's my first trip, uh, hunting in Georgia and South Carolina there. And, um, yeah, first pig hunt. So, so what'd you think of it? I think I had something I could do every year. I mean, it's a, right. it's a good time. And, uh, yeah, and if you can find them, I mean they're they're killable, especially you know what they call them uh, God's gift to bow hunters. You know it's a and it's it's a it's a fun way to hunt. You know you're not uh, now I love whitetail hunting, that's my passion, but you know you're it's not a whitetail hunt. You're not sitting in a tree stand. You're you're up and moving. You're wading through the swamp. You're 
um, you know, you're, it's, there's constantly something going on, whether it be you just looking for hogs or, um, you know, making stocks on hogs. Um, right. It's a little more so, active than just sitting around. And that, that's yeah. why I like it too. I like that. That's why, that's why I even like small game hunting. Cause you know, you, right. you're, you're constantly just, you're doing something, you know what I mean? You're, you're yeah. actively participating rather than participating and being quiet. <laughs> you know? Right, 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 right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so h- how you liking the Northern Mist? Then it obviously works out for you. You, you got you're yeah, successful. Yeah. No, you know, I like it a lot. It's a it's a good shooting bow. I, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about the 66 inch. Um, you know, I don't know. A 16 six inch bow is kind of a lot to carry around. Mm-hmm. Um, I did I didn't know going from a 58 inch that that Thunder Child. I guess it's quite a little little bit of difference. Um, and so I, I kind of. I'm just trying to decide which one I want to hunt with next year, I guess, or this, this coming deer season, but I really like it. It's pretty forgiving. Um, the grip is, it's that straight classic grip or whatever you want to call it. And that took a little bit of getting used to, mm-hmm. um, as my, my, uh, thunder child has kind of a, a low wrist or whatever. Um, more, more of a, locator. Uh, more mo- modern grip, locator grip. Yeah. Whatever you want yeah. to call it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but we yeah, were, uh... I, I like it a lot you and I were messaging too. I said, Hey, how do you like that? Because, you know, I've got a, I've got a Java man on order, but you know, because of the Jason effect, you know, I, I, I really want to shoot a straight grip, you know, Northern Mist classic, just, 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 just to say that I've done there and I can say, yes, this is for me or no, once and for all, I don't like longer bows. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to, uh, to, to pick one of those up. And I was saying, Hey, if you ever go to sell it, you know, uh, let me know, keep me in mind and maybe we can. (laughs) Yeah. I I actually bought that one, bought that one all, uh, used off of uh, Rocky mountain specialty gear. Oh, Um, did you? Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good shooting bow. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's hard to, uh, find anything, anything wrong with it. I had a little problem tuning it. Just, I kept getting the knock high out of it, which is probably my fault. You know, I talked to, I actually talked to Jason about it and he was telling me he has the same problem from time to time too, just with, but it's finger pressure, you know, too much finger pressure on your right. uh, bottom finger or something like that, you know, yeah. uh, which could be, um, but yeah, and it shoots a, it shoots a weaker arrow than my, um, my big gym does too. So, oh, for sure. Um, yeah. But it shot good, and I shoot, I shoot it pretty accurately, really. I mean, it's, it, it was, I, I was surprised at, uh, you know, how well I, I shot it because I only got it about a month before this hunt, and um, yeah, it was, it's good. Hmm. And, and you said you got, you got one, another bow on order too, or? Um, yeah, I, I, I put in for. Uh, I cannot remember the, 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 it's not the classic, it's the other one, it's uh, one of their other ones, more of the, his uh, hybrid long, long bows. Oh, the Barriga? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, man, there's so much, there's so much out there to choose from, you know, I was, I was oh, looking gosh, at, uh, that, and that's the thing, like, for me, like, I... <laughs> I, I kind of go back and forth, right? One day I'm like, man, I really like the looks of a, like a, like a D-shaped long. I've, I've never shot a hill style bow, you know? Yeah. Um, I've shot plenty of uh, reflex, deflex long bows and recurves and stuff. And so one day I'm like, man, I love recurves. Another day, you know, I'll be looking at something and okay. I'm like, okay, I, that for me definitely doesn't work. Right. For some reason, I'm not a huge fan of like three piece takedown recurves. I don't know why. Um, and especially like if it, if it has like antler, you know, like takedown bolt knobs, you know, yeah, like, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they look gaudy. Right. But then yep. I'll be scrolling through someone's page and it'll be like the perfect combination for some reason of like different woods and this and that, and it'll have antler knobs. And I'm like, Oh my God, I want this. Everything works so good. You know, this is the be- most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So yep. I, I go, there's, I, I kind of want to own them. I kind of want to own them all. That's, that's, you know. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's kind of the, that's the journey I'm on right now with traditional archery, just finding what I like still, you know, I, I'm trying to, you know, I haven't tried it at all. So I'd like to, um, I, I want to, you know, and then of course this year, none of those shoots happen. You know, a lot of times we, we can try that stuff out, mm-hmm. um, at these, at these archery shoots, uh, cause all these vendors and all these different bow manufacturers are there or bow makers. Right. I mean, years are there and, um, that didn't happen this year. So I had, I had a lot of expectations in my mind about that. I'm going to try this bow or that bow and, and going to get the one I like, you know, but then, um, you know, it is, and it's not like, um, it's not like, uh, you can go to your local archery shop here and shoot a Hoyt or a Matthews and see which one you like better. You know, it's right. not really, a lot of times it's not an option for traditional archery. So you're kind of, 
um, just kind of, you know, buying and hoping sometimes with some of this. And it's stuff. not like trying on pants that your, you know, clothes or whatever you no. order from Amazon, you know, yeah, I'll just ship it back. It's not, you know, it look, it look better on the screen, but I'm not going to, you know what I mean? At least not oh, without yeah. taking like a big hit and just the hassle of trying to sell it again and things like that. So yeah, that's, you know, you kind of, you kind of yeah. need to either pick one up and shoot one if you can, or just commit, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, different um you know the same model bow is going to shoot different you know i like that coyote that stalker coyote i had yep. when i was there with south at etar you know i shot probably six different coyote models and you know the rest of them i didn't like but this one i really liked you know and it was the same exact you know same exact model and everything just different woods yeah. and different different fills different weights this and that i mean it's just um it's not so cut and dry uh, selecting a bow in a traditional world is way harder than, than in a in the compound world for sure it's almost uh, easier to get married, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you pick yeah. the right one. <laughs> There's so many choices out there, but yeah, and, and either one can cost you, I suppose, if, yeah. uh, if you don't make the right choice. So yeah, there's a lot of analogies there. I hope my wife never listens to that, but um, yeah. So, um, okay, I don't want to keep you too long because I know you're, 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 you're doing the dad life thing at home, but um, uh, I guess if you want to just kind of touch on your channel and touch on what you're doing with the hunting beast, and then, you know, we can kind of wrap up from there, I suppose. Yeah. So, uh, I guess my channel is uh, called before the echo. Um, and it was just kind of like a hunting, hunting vlog that I was doing and, um, got to be friends with, uh, Dan Infault. I went to a couple of his workshops and, and we ended up kind of becoming texting buddies. And then he came down and hunt with me and, and, uh, he was at, he kind of asked me to maybe help him with his channel. So, um, I'm doing that now with him. Um, and so most of my content is going to be on, uh, the hunting beast uh, channel, which is much more popular than my channel. Um, right. so, um, yeah, but I, I may still do throw up some gear stuff or something that, you know, if Dan doesn't care to have, you know, certain things on his, his channel, I may throw them up on my, my channel. So you're more than welcome to go follow along. Um, but I would encourage you guys to go if you, if you, if you aren't, which I know a lot of people that listen to this probably are, uh, familiar with the hunting beast, but if you're not go check out Dan and, and the hunting beast, he's, he's a, uh, has a wealth of knowledge and information on there on, on, uh, whitetail hunting. So, um, yeah, yeah, of yep. course. And again, if you're not shame on you, cause you ought to be, you know, and, and pretty much, <laughs> I mean, he's kind of, you know, um, yeah, yeah, he's, yep. he's, he's, he's definitely kind of the, the, the king of that stuff. Um, yep. are you, are you going to be doing, um, like you said, are you going to be doing kind of like gear reviews and stuff like that for him too, you said, or just mostly on, on your, on your stuff? Yeah, so probably more gear gear related stuff will probably be on my channel. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Dan's more of Dan's will be more of the as far as my content goes. It'll be more of the the actual hunting hunting content will be on on Dan's channel. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean turkey season's coming up here. We'll have a whole bunch of stuff on on turkey hunting, and then uh, probably this summer more you know whitetail scouting and things yeah. like that. And then obviously deer season will be here again before we know it. And speaking of Dan, by the way, too, I recently watched, uh, he, he had a recurve in his hand. Um, yeah, he, he did <laughs> videos there. What's, yep. what's, what's that? Is he, is he dabbling in, uh, I mean, he's just a straight up killer no matter what, but, uh, is he, is he yeah. kind of dabbling with that just, just for, you know, shits and giggles? Yeah, or? He, I think so. It was kind of, he was, I think he was kind of wanting to shoot a doe with it, uh, t- type of thing. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, one of his, his sponsors ended up sending him that bow and he, he, he shot it and he's like, man, this is kind of fun. And I'm like, yeah, I know it is. You know, it's, <laughs> no watch out. You'll, you'll start hunting with one if you're not careful, you know? And, uh, um, but yeah, yeah, he was, he was dabbling with it. So maybe with a little, uh, some, a little more, uh, some bumping our way, he'll, he'll, he'll use one. Yeah. I mean, and he's so good. I mean, that video that I was watching, yeah. he, he had the recurve in his hand and I think he was a video showing how he was kind of backtracking deer into, you know, a bedding area or something like that. And, you know, the sign just got like fresher and fresher and fresher. You're just going to have to go watch the video. But I'm like, Jesus, this guy's good. I mean, I was expecting like, you know, something to just step out and for him to shoot it with this one, you know. And he's like, well, I'm just kind of hanging out today. I'm not really up to shoot anything. I don't even think he had a tag or something like that. He was just just showing the video, you know. But even just those videos that he does are just amazing. You're like, good Lord, how do you, you know how do you get in there and find these these places and and it's you know you just got to watch this video it's it's just 
you know, I was like, man, the, the sign just got like fresher and fresher and fresher. And you're almost expecting to kind of come around, you know, peak, you know, part, part some limbs and some, some, some grass. And then there'd be like a deer stand in there staring at him. You know what I mean? It was, it was that good. So yeah, yeah he's, he's such a, he's such a wealth of, um, information. Um, are you, are you j- like full on, uh, t- traditional now, or do you, do you still pick up the compound or hunt with, you know, oh, both or, uh, this year I, I hunted with a compound for like maybe a week and the rest of the season I used, I used my longbow. I, yeah. uh, I, on my, I was, I went to Kentucky this year in Ohio and, and used my longbow there. And, um, but I'm not opposed to picking up a gun and during our Indiana gun season here, I still enjoy gun hunting with my dad and everybody. So, uh, no, I can't tell you I'm a, a purist on the only traditional thing, uh, you know, side, like some guys are, I, I'm, uh, I'm not opposed to, to using a gun or anything else. Right, right. Uh, but, yeah. but like I said, if, if you held held a gun to my head and told me I could only use one weapon the rest of my life, it, it would be a longbow. Well, you, you certainly picked it up, it seems like, pretty pretty good, and you're certainly successful <laughs> with it. So, you know, congrats on right. that. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, if you want to hang on with me here, we can, we can wrap this up. So, uh, Josh, I appreciate it. Um, make sure everybody go, go check out Josh's channel and all the content you're going to be doing for the hunting beast. Obviously that's going to be uh, really good. And, uh, if you like this uh, podcast, please make sure you leave a rating super, super important and tell all your friends, you know, vote and vote often. So that kind of thing. So, um, with that, I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, listening and I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks.